The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 19. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your gloomy man cave look any more interesting than your athlete's foot. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. Before we talk about anger today, I want to address a problem that we've had forever, but we still seem not to move forward on, and that's intimate partner abuse and violence against women. We all know that, overwhelmingly, women are at the receiving end of this violence, and women being killed by current or former intimate partners is still common, yet still does not get the attention it needs for real change to take hold. So I'm asking for two things here. Firstly, wherever you see this kind of abuse or hear about it, do something about it. There are bystander intervention classes available everywhere. So learn and then act. Secondly, go ahead and support organizations in your area that provide aid, awareness, and assistance surrounding violence against women. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about anger. Super general topic, yes, but we are all familiar with anger and we all know a situation that we have personally been in or caused where anger steered the outcome to bad. Not, oh my God, I pushed that entire family into an alligator sinkhole bad, but bad enough that later, when you thought about it, you wish you'd handled it better, differently, maybe more level-headed. That's what we're going to talk about today, where that anger comes from, why you have it, and the best ways to redirect that energy into, you know, something better. First, let's talk about what the word and the emotion mean. Anger is a noun defined as the strong feeling that you have when something has happened that you think is bad or unfair. And actually, the American Psychological Association describes further as follows. Anger is an emotion characterized by antagonism towards someone or something you feel has deliberately done you wrong. Of course, that's very specific, but we'll break this down in how you got angry, who you're angry with, and why it matters just a little bit later. Let's take a quick look at some quotations and put this into a less angry context. Maybe. Or not. Our first quote is from long dead but not forgotten Marcus Aurelius, our Roman emperor from 161 to 180 AD and, as a party trick, was a much quoted and studied Stoic philosopher. He said, how much more grievous are the consequences of anger than the causes of it? We will go into much more depth about the regret of anger later, but just so you know, Marcus was mostly right on this one. Our next quote comes from Ambrose Bierce, an American short story writer, journalist, poet, and Civil War veteran who is regarded as one of the most influential journalists in the United States. He died... Um, well, sometime before World War I, apparently. They're honestly not sure when. Anyway, he said, Speak when you are angry, and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. Now, we see the regret condition here again, but this time it has an element of control. This is more the direction we're going to go in this episode. 
Our final quote comes from Malcolm Little, better known to everyone today as Malcolm X, the African-American Muslim minister and human rights activist who polarized the civil rights movement in the 60s and changed the focus of the civil rights movement entirely. He said, usually when people are sad, they don't do anything. They just cry over their condition. But when they get angry, they bring about a change. So it's not the violence aspect that I want to focus on here. It's the element of change. Yes, anger, when recognized, can be a tool for change. Imagine that. Okay, let's get started. first thing to know is that anger, like other emotions, exists for a reason. It's an automatic condition to feel anger as a response, especially to pain. Also, the release of adrenaline associated with anger is a key to our fight or flight response. So from that perspective, there is some reason to embrace anger and to absolutely recognize when we feel angry. It can actually help us. So that's the positive side. The problem is that we tend, as a society, to feel anger as response to situations where it simply is not warranted. Road rage is a perfect example, but there are many. And anger, especially if you use this emotion as the first response to everyday situations, may be more than just mm, inappropriate. It may actually be bad for your health, physical and mental. So let's talk about your health and anger for a minute. There are many studies that cite anger and anger outbursts to all manner of physical ailments from muscle aches and anxiety to digestive and gastric dysfunction. In a report on a meta-analysis titled Outbursts of Anger as a Trigger of Acute Cardiovascular Events by Matofsky, Penner, and Middleman, the results indicated there is a higher risk of cardiovascular events shortly after outbursts of anger. Other research found that healthy people who are often angry or hostile are 19% more likely to be diagnosed with heart disease. Still other research studying anger in patients with irritable bowel syndrome from Romania found that trait anger contributes to development and evolution of IBS. So your brain, heart, muscles, bowels, everything fare worse when you're angry. But hey, keep smiling because you know what? It gets worse. In modern society, the need to be around those with a strong fight-or-flight response is less important than our early human ancestors. In fact, when we recognize that individuals demonstrate high incidences of anger, we tend to push them out of our so social circles, mostly for our own self-preservation. So if this is you, and you exhibit signs of what they call trait anger, defined as a dispositional characteristic where one experiences frequent anger with varying intensity, then you may see a decrease in your social interaction. Sadly, that social isolation itself can cause a higher degree of anger and what psychologists refer to as rumination, the habit of obsessing over negative events that happened in the past. It's a cycle that leads to more anger, sort of like trying to eat enough chocolate to forget how much damage your chocolate problem is causing you. Sweet. So, you need anger to trigger that all-important fight-or-flight response, 
but not so much that it causes social or health problems. So you're left to question exactly how much anger is enough or when anger is appropriate. And I know you're looking to me for an answer, but the truth is everyone is different and your response will depend entirely upon your social realities to a point. I mean, if your anger expresses itself as violence to others, that's a massive red flag right there and that needs professional attention at the very least. Beyond that, the key is to look at some coping mechanisms that can help you recognize, modify, and channel your anger so that it becomes a positive force in your life. And hey, I'm a fucking life coach, so I have some ideas. Buckle in. I just want to clarify that I'm talking about what to do with your own anger, not the anger of those around you. Managing anger is complex, and I simply can't cover it all in 15 minutes. So I recommend you do some of your own research on this. The Mayo Clinic and the American Psychological Association are great places to start, but there are a million other places to look. The first thing they'll tell you about your own anger is to recognize when it's happening and to immediately take the steps you need to mitigate your response. As we already said, anger itself is not the problem. It's natural. It's what you do next that is important. Remember, your response to a situation where you're being attacked or insulted says more about how you feel about yourself than it does about what the other person is saying. So recognize your anger and think before taking your next step. You may feel compelled to react immediately. Do not do this. Also, don't eat Kleenex. Or do. I don't care. Another great strategy is simply to walk away. You may have heard the concept of counting to 10 or 100 or whatever arbitrary friggin' number some generic life coach throws out, but the benefit behind this strategy is sound. Walk away, say nothing, do nothing, just go and think. It is only after your anger subsides and you look at things with a calmer, more analytical mind that you can really see what's happening, why you were angry, and what you need to do next that is best for you. If someone or something caused you to feel anger, you have no obligation at all to respond or act on it. And never look back on your decisions with ruminations going over and over the facts and to see if you did something wrong or could have done something else or something better. That's like continuing to pick that massive scab off your elbow when your stupid friggin' neighbor ran you over with his ridiculous fucking riding mower or, you know, whatever. Anyway, it'll never heal. That's the takeaway here. It'll never heal. Also, use the anger to your advantage. Again, this may not be something you can do on the spot, but anger can be a huge driving force and has been the impetus of change throughout history. Remember the Malcolm X quote from the beginning, and you'll get what I'm trying to say here. Social justice and change movements have always plugged into anger as a motivation for creating a better future. And that's what you need here. It can be small changes like managing your schedules and social media to interact with more positive people on a more regular basis. Or it could be motivating a large group of people to create larger change in your community. Nonviolent anger against a known problem is a massive generator for realizing change. Finally, and I've said this for the last three episodes, be better to yourself. 
Know what makes you angry. Find a way to be at peace with those things or change those things and live a less angry life. We all feel angry from time to time, so don't ruminate about it. Don't judge yourself too harshly because of it. Use your anger as a source of information about yourself. Be kinder to yourself. Become your own personal emotional bodyguard and live your best life. You deserve it. Well, that and pizza. Just just say it. Okay, that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Yes, www, please don't get me started. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. DM me if you want some stickers. Seriously, free stickers, right? Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled nugget. A German proverb says, fire in the heart sends smoke into the head. That's true. And Buddha adds that holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burned. Then the thoroughly modern Mark Twain adds a new level by saying, anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything onto which it is poured. So, if the fire in your heart and head leads you to a vessel of acid, you should stop carrying your anger coal smoke in your head or something, I don't know, whatever. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals, and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks, or not, whatever. Whatever.